Blog Talk Radio. Yes, I get the giggles every time I listen to the music. <laughs> so do I. And I'm ashamed to say that I was actually late to our show, like literally running out of the shower at 11 o'clock. I am so sorry if you were on hold for a long time. <laughs> uh oh. <laughs> I was lathering up. What can I say for all this soap talk? <laughs> It's Saturday. Yeah. It's we're getting near the end of the month. It's almost Halloween, so these things happen. These things happen. Sometimes there are technical difficulties, sometimes there are mala difficulties. <laughs> <laughs> so this week, um uh I know we wanted to talk about uh General Hospitals, Sunny and Jason, and their great reunion. I have to say, this is this was a really good week on General Hospital. Um, in general, I mean, the way that they they built um, up to Sunny and Jason's reunion um, to the point where you know. Jason, with tears in his eyes, was just, I'm just a boy standing in front of another boy, holding my gun, asking him to love him moment was just, it was really, I mean, you know how I feel about these two characters. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But I thought, you know, the reveal and the hug and and Sunny being, you know, like I, I knew it was you and the tears I was touched. I was really touched. um, Yeah, I watched it this morning. I'm actually going to blame Sonny and Jason for my whole shower lateness thing because I was watching them this morning, and then I realized I had to get clean before the podcast. So this is all their fault. Um, And I agree (laughs) with you. I I thought those scenes were so powerful. Um, And and I, I hate Sonny Corinthos and Jason Morgan with the fiery passion of a thousand sons. I have hated them for more than 20 years. This is, I mean, if my math is correct, I'm pretty sure it's more than 20 years at this point. And, but having said that, yes, these scenes were super powerful. And also, can I just say the gayest thing I've seen in a while? Oh my God. I mean, when, when, oh yeah. I mean, when Jason said, I would never, ever have left you, and certainly not for a media company, I was like, oh, my God. That is like, you might as well just, like, go upstairs and and do the deed because it was, like, it was so incredibly romantic. Yes, it was. That was the thing. It was an incredibly romantic scene when their eyes lock, when you see Sonny realize, whoa, this is Jason, but I know a Jason, but this is my Jason. He even called, you know, he said about him and Carly, you know, her Jason, 
our Jason. And I'm like, it, it was romantic, the, the music, the pacing, the way they spoke to each other. Um, when they hugged, I just noticed this um, this morning. The tears in their eyes. The tears in their eyes. And Sonny actually kind of puts his head up against Jason's neck in that hug in a snuggle. They snuggled, <laughs> Elizabeth. I, I yeah. was, I, wow. And, and honestly. They are the great <laughs> love story on this show. They are, and they and they have been for a very long time, with Carly as the third in their threesome, in their triad, and and then Sam a distant fourth, and yeah, and and to me, I almost think, I mean, from a seriously polyamorous, I mean, talking about polyamory, it actually does the show a disservice. It's already so geared around them. I think to ignore the sexual angle for as long as they have. At this point, it's it's a little laughable. Like honestly, Elizabeth, uh, not Elizabeth. Ah, you're Elizabeth. Uh, Carly, Jason, and Sunny should really be in a polyamorous triad. I mean, that is just my honest opinion. Like they should all be banging ethically, lovingly, permanently, because they basically already are, just without the various without the actual physical. Yeah, yeah, without the actual the, – the emotional commitment to each other is honestly there. Like, no joke. They act like a polyamorous triad. And I actually wish Daytime was brave enough to acknowledge that. Um, but they yeah. aren't. No. And that's why it's so interesting about Billy Miller's Jason, because for the first time, um, Carly was willing to put up a boundary – with Jason, she was actually willing to accept his relationship with Sam because of the connection between Billy Miller's Jason and Kelly Monaco. She was you actually willing to go, okay, I can't insert myself in this relationship anymore. I have to take a step back and let them be a couple, which is something that she was never, ever able to do with Steve Burton's Jason. I'm saying maybe that should have been the first major red flag that Billy Miller wasn't really Jason because Carly ain't never letting that go. <laughs> yes. Yes. But that's, I mean, but that, claimed... that's something that just occurred to me was how yeah. with Billy Miller's Jason, she actually became a mature human being in yeah, regards what? to – and was actually able, you know, there was a scene where she was talking about the sadness of, you know, Sam and Jason moving on and how we'll always still be friends, but we won't be that tight foursome. Well, they never really were a tight foursome. It was always a threesome. But that that contrast um, was made more evident this week after I saw, yeah. you know, the, the Jason, you know, or patient six. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, if you want to differentiate, flag, she planted a flag in Jason's crotch, like way back when Sarah Brown was playing her, and and it's been there ever since. Like Jason is hers right. first, and everybody else has to like pay a tithe or like rent him from Carly <laughs> temporarily. <laughs> like so the yeah, Sunny's the, the only so, person um, she was ever willing to share Jason with. Yeah. Who, Sonny? <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, 
yeah. Jason, Carly was the only person she was ever willing to share Jason with was Sunny. Yes. You know, yes. any other woman in Jason's life had to accept that Carly came first. Um, yep. Which is why it's been so interesting um, to see how the relationship changed when Billy Miller came Billy. on because, you know, they were, they still had a, a, a bond, but it became a different bond. Yeah. Yeah. So it'll be interesting. But, you know, I, I, I think I might have to at least just watch. I, I've become one of those awful people who only watches soap bits on YouTube. I admit it. I used to hate those people <laughs> back in the day. But um, I'm not ready to tune into the rest of General Hospital yet. But I am interested to see how they go forward, how Carly reacts to this Jason, how um, how Sam reacts. Um and and honestly, what happens with Drew, um, it, it was really interesting to me to see Jason, when he was talking to Sonny, never refer to the other Jason by a name. It was Sam's husband, Sam's husband. And it was a, a yeah, really interesting choice. Or him. It was an interesting choice by the writers, I think, and Steve Burton, you know, to sort of other the Billy Miller Jason and kind of, like, like Jason can't even acknowledge what's going on there because it's it's just too weird. <laughs> yeah. Right. And I don't know if you watched the scenes where Sonny was trying to catch Jason up on what had gone on in Port Charles and, you know, ha- telling him about, and, like, Robin's alive. <laughs> oh, yes. I actually cracked up. It was a, it was a nice almost comedic because it was so serious but it was yes it was a nice comedic bent on that scene where he's like jake's alive robin's alive and jason and he's like i need another drink it was and, it was and so very, he's like, that's a long story we don't have time for for me to get into the whole robin thing and then he's like yeah, yeah. and robin and patrick got back together and they have a son his name is noah robert you know like just casual you know he still hasn't gotten into the fact that, you know, Nicholas is dead, allegedly, or, you know, AJ or came back AJ. from the dead. By yeah. the way, I murdered your brother in cold blood. <laughs> but again, that's very much. So you, so you might again, not that's another. But again, that's another interesting thing that I just thought of. I don't know if, because I think when the whole Michael thing went down, with him hating Sonny, I think that Billy Miller's Jason was still Jake. So I don't know if they've ever had a reaction to his Jason learning that AJ was was killed by Sonny. Yeah. I don't, they probably never played. I don't think they ever played that beat, which is fascinating. But let's just pretend yeah. this didn't happen. Um, and, yeah, so it was really an interesting set of scenes. I also loved how, that, like, Sonny was kind of like, and Jack stole a kidney, but let's not talk about that right now. <laughs> but, yeah, so, like, the rest of the week, and, you know, of course we had the Andre reveal, which is that Andre is somehow involved in patient six and mm-hmm. what happened with Billy Miller's Jason you know, we still don't have a reveal about that, but Friday's episode is like classic GH where um, Steve Burton Jason like crashes through the skylight in the oh, Metro yes. Court. 
Yes, I saw that too. And like land. And like everyone's like who like remembers like, you know, yeah, what Jason looked like. They're all like, What? And like Sonny has no reaction. He's so blase. He was just leaning against the bar, like whatever. (laughs) This happened all the time. It was hilarious. It was like hilarious because like Carly's like what, and Dante's like what. (laughs) It was so funny. And then I got to admit again, me number one, Sonny Jason hater. You know, if I had boot, if I had like I don't know dartboards with their faces. I, you know, I would, I just, yeah, hate flames, flames at the side of my face. Um, but that last scene on the dock with, you know, Woozy Sam, the henchman, when Jason didn't even blink and shot that one guy and he went down like a sack of bricks. Oh, that oh yeah. Hot. That was so hot, Elizabeth. I was like fanning myself. And then Sam like, fell into the water. Yeah. I mean, that was like, a great like, ending. Classic soap, classic soap, classic hotness. I mean, just uh, Jamie Giddens the other day on Twitter was talking about the hero's journey and how it's important to have characters making that and that Sammy's doing that right now in days uh, and that Jason, patient six, has done that as well, like coming back to, fighting to come back to his life. And, and that moment on the docks where he shoots those bad guys and Sam drops into the water was like a perfect dramatic moment. Uh, encompassing patient six's journey. So uh, that was great. Well, yeah. And, and the whole thing of, um, you know, like Sonny being demanding and being like, no, you have to go to Sam. You have to reveal who you are. And, and Jason being like, she's been living with this guy for two years. She married him. I can't just walk in and like, you know, Sonny's like, you got to claim her. And Jason, I love the fact that Jason took a step back and it was like, Sunny, this is going to be a shock to her that this man that she's been living with and that she clearly loves is not Jason Morgan. They have a kid but together. Was, I mean, she, yeah, they, they have they have a kid together. But you know, Sunny's like, you know, my my man is back, so I I want him to have his things type, you know, <laughs> attitude. Right. It's just sort of like. You know, it was hilarious, but at the same time, so sunny that he but, wants everything to all of a sudden go back to the way it was five yeah, years ago. It was, well, and that's sunny. He's always been about him. He's always been selfish. Um, it's always, you know, why, what about me? What about what I want? Everything has to be about him. Um, and so it doesn't even surprise me that he wouldn't consider that Sam has a baby withdrew what a, or Jason twin, whoever he might be. Um, you know, it doesn't matter. We'll just, for, you know, Jason can just adopt that child too. Jason loves kids. He just, he adopts everyone's kids. You know, he pretended Michael was his. He'll just pretend Scout is his. It's what Jason does. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, Sonny, of course, although he did mention, he did at least have the, the knowledge or, or the, the moment where he did say to uh, Steve Burton, Jason, um, that Jake and Billy Miller drew Jason, whatever, are very close. So he at least yes. acknowledges. But then in Sonny's head, it's like, well, you didn't raise that kid anyway, so it doesn't really matter if he's right. close. Yeah, it doesn't matter. You didn't, you, you know, it's just... 
you know. So oh, Mal man. Young Thursday was who is the executive producer of Y and R and is now taking over head writing duties on the show. His first two episodes were Thursday and Friday of this week. So yes. what did you think? I was not happy. I I think it was a really sharp transition from arc-driven, you know, uh, episodic, not episodic, but arc-driven serial Y&R, where, you know, the next day always picks up, where transitions are smooth. I felt like it was way too fast. You know, we jumped from scene to scene. It didn't pick up from the day before, uh, which I hate. I, I love a good pickup. I love to know, I love flow. And there wasn't any. I thought it was very just disjointed. And I also, what really stood out to me was that it was night and day at the same time. On Thursday, Scott and, uh, or as I like to call him Fetch, because they keep trying to make Fetch happen. Fetch and Zach, the sex trafficking app guy, were at the underground at night, and it was still daytime in the rest of Genoa City. And I thought that was so glaring and so lazy um, if they were going to start the next day, they should start the next day instead of having it happen simultaneously. Like, yeah, not in the got, middle of an episode. Right. Because you still had Phil, Billy and Phyllis fighting over the morning coffee, you know, with her in her nightgown. And then there's Scott and Zach swilling beer and Zach slipping him roofies at the underground. Uh, I, I was like, if this is an example of Mal Young's new Young the Restless, I'm not impressed. Um, I think that kind of thing is, is just glaringly wrong and jarring as a viewer. Um, I also didn't appreciate the story turn where, you know, the sex trafficking storyline has dragged on enough. I think it's an awful story. I think involving newbies like, Tessa and Crystal and Scott was a huge mistake. Uh, and, of course, Zach, the sex trafficking app guy, died of fire. Well, I think that's why they um, brought Alice in, to have someone somewhat familiar. But then they got rid of her, and now it's back to being about <laughs> Scott and Zach. And, and I don't care. I, I mean, I thought it was awful that they had Scott wake up in bed next to a dead sex worker and that they kept lingering on her corpse. Um, I think that's disgusting, and I think it under. I think it was for shock value, and again, it centers Scotty in a story that didn't. It was terrible anyway, so I, I'm just not happy with that at all. Um, what about you? What are your thoughts? On- well, I mean, it's interesting. I, you know, I had am not as. I haven't watched all of it the way you have, but I did read Mal mm-hmm. Young's interview in Soap Opera Digest last weekend. And, you know, he talked about um, the changes that he was going to make. And one of the mm-hmm. things that he did say was that, you know, each episode of the week was going to be a different day. So it wasn't yeah. going to be, you know, the way we're used to it, which is, you know, a day can last five episodes. Yeah. Which, you know, yes, sometimes that can be annoying. Um but at the same time, normally there's a reason for it because there's yes. so much story that needs to be played out. That's why you have a day that sometimes lasts for five episodes. So 
when I heard that he was going to be like, if it's Monday, it's Monday. If it's Tuesday, it's Tuesday on the show. If it's Wednesday, it's Wednesday. I thought, well, that's that's going to be difficult because you're going to have to cram. You're going to have to figure out how this story is now going to be parceled on these on these days, um, and I'm not sure how that's going to work. And then he, you know, he talked about. Um, you know, some other things and how they were going to change the sets and, and make them, mm-hmm. you know, do more, I guess, more outdoor shooting, which is great, you know, to, to he really wanted, to, he said he really wanted to make Genoa City more of a character in the show, which and actually I, like I kind of like. Yeah, I, so I'm doing a lot of outdoor stuff, yeah, so. So, I mean, that's great to sort of not have it just be the same five places that people go and you know, brass and sassy. But you're cutting out a little. I can't actually oh, hear you. Sorry. That's okay. <laughs> sorry about that, you know, new phone. Um, more more technical difficulties this time, not model difficulties. <laughs> so I'm 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 curious to see, you know, how it's gonna continue since I've seen on Twitter from both you and also Jamie Giddens that neither of you were happy with how the first two days went. Yeah. So I'm and, curious and to see how it's going to continue. Yeah. And I realize that Jamie and I are both very passionate and dramatic and tend to make snap judgments. Um, and I think it's because we're just, you know, very tired of stunts and events and, and, and uh, shiny new things, you know, because uh, I think I don't think shiny new things necessarily fix a soap opera. They're just temporary, you know, temporary patches, temporary band aids on things that are wrong. Um, so that's where, and and also again, like I, I as I said, I didn't like the turn in the sex trafficking story, uh, which took up a lot, and I don't like Victoria's just like tainted face cream car accident whatever it is like but we'll see how next week goes we'll see if next week is just as rage inducing um i'm just afraid that mal is abandoning a lot of tried and true soap storytelling methods like as i said cliffhanger episodic cliff episode cliffhangers and pickups we're missing a lot of conversations you know, things. A lot of things happen are happening off screen because it's a new day each day, and right. and and so viewers, we're greedy. We like every little crumb, every little, you know, morsel of of conversation between our characters. Um, I did love Sharon and Lauren's fight. I don't know if you saw that, but they were arguing at Crimson's, and Mariah was like trying to referee, and it was hysterically funny. That was Friday, and it was um. So if we can continue to get character moments like that, um, I think a lot of the bells and whistles might be easier to take. Right. Well, I mean, he did say in the interview, again, you know, that what you were talking about, the, the soap tropes. Um, yeah. He did say that's one of the things that he wanted to get away from. You know, he's coming from a background in British television, um, mm-hmm. where I think he he was very much um, responsible and involved in the development of EastEnders, um, which yeah. is a show that 
is on, I think, maybe three times a week, and then they have an omnibus on on the weekend where, you know, they cram those three episodes into, like, an hour. So I think mm-hmm. he's coming from it from that angle. But, again, at the same time, he's been the executive producer of YNR for, what, more than a year now? Yeah. So, so I'm I'm curious as to again, you know, if it if it ain't broke, why fix it? Um, so I was curious as to why he he all of a sudden felt like you know he needed to throw out the baby with the bathwater and and start a new tub. <laughs> yeah, same. I mean, I think a lot of times this is why you know. Um, I don't always think that being head writer and executive producer is a good idea, <laughs> Brad Bell. <laughs> um, and I think there always should be like a moderating influence. I feel like there needs to be a buddy system when you're running a soap opera because that way there's checks and balances. Um, yeah. And and Mal and Mal and Sally for a while there were working as a good team, but and, and then it went off the rail the rails. So now I'm afraid that um I mean obviously he has a writing team. There are there there are staff, you know, there there are people working under him to rein him in. But I am afraid that, that yes, some of that baby and bathwater and tub is, is gone for good. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well well he, he did he did say again in, in this article that, you know, he's having to sort of um in a way almost train the writers to to think the way he's thinking. So yeah, you know, and that so that's that interesting. Me. Yeah, and that worries me because I'm like, don't reinvent the wheel. We like the wheel. We like the wheel a lot. We've been watching this wheel for decades. <laughs> you know, don't. Um, I don't know. So I think I just gotta. Ch- I have to chill out a little. Uh, as I said, maybe if when it, the focus is on other storylines that don't involve Scott a.k.a. Fetch, who I can't stand. Uh, I'll feel a little better. Uh, I'll try to be patient in the next few weeks and, and give him, give Mal Young's, you know, Wynar a, a, a chance. Um, I don't know. And, and again, I'm going to yeah. watch a little bit of GH, too. So so uh, we'll see. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah, I, I want to see how what Mal is doing with this. So I'm going to check in um you know, on demand and, and watch some wine art because, you know, as you said, it's the first two episodes. Um, he's trying something new and we're really not going to see if it's really truly going to work until it's like a month or two down the line. If this storytelling is going to, you know, um, keep capturing viewers or if viewers are going to, um, be like I, I can't keep up with the show because it's a new day every day, and if I miss an episode, I'm going to miss something, type thing. Right. So it'll be interesting right. to see, say, three or four months down the line, if the show continues with this, or if they go back to the old format. Yeah, it'll be interesting. So as we wrap up our own show here, I, I have to make an end of episode confession that we don't have to pick up next week. And that is that I did this entire <laughs> podcast without I did this entire podcast without pants on. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> this was a pantsless podcast. I'm in my nightgown, so 
I'm pantsless too. So okay. <laughs> Next this has been brought to you by my... pantsless. <laughs> yes, the pantsless podcast. We will have pants Next on. Week... Next week we will have pants on. We'll be more prepared. I will shower earlier. And, I will uh, watch. Yeah, so you know, I'll be more prepared on you know the whatever else that we're discussing. Yeah. So thank you all for tuning in with us this week. Uh, hope you enjoyed our show, and uh, listen to us next time. <laughs>